If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. Ice cream conversation. Ice cream Forever on the grind all day, every day. Ice cream combos, always real, they never play. Download the podcast, listen on any day. Why didn't I do this sooner? Only thing you ever say. Xaviera, best host of all time. All of the faithful listeners will say they never lie. Check every story, they run like me with the rhymes. When other shows report anything, it should be a crime. Entertainment news, yeah, I gotta get mine from ICC and you should be inclined to do the same if you got half a mind. I do co-sign this lady to shine like Frankenstein, cut it today design, icecreamcombos.com. Welcome to the Ice Cream Combos podcast, where we serve delicious scoops of entertainment and celebrity news. I am your host, Xaviera. And I'm your co-host, Carla. And we thank you all for tuning in to today's episode of the Ice Cream Combos podcast. If you are tuning in live, please let us know where you're tuning in from um, and also share this live to let others know that we are on tonight because this particular episode is going to be one that you will remember for quite some time. And I'm excited to welcome our guest back to the show, but it's unfortunate the circumstances that he is returning to the show to talk about. And our special guest tonight is going to be Harold House Moore. And many of you may remember him from being the absolutely gorgeous actor whose career was on the rise. And it was he literally was shooting out the gym, Carla. He was. He really was at, at that time. Yeah. He was. I mean, that I agree. <laughs> yes, single ladies and um, Hawaii Five O, Atlanta, and then he starred in the film Secrets. But what's funny is I was telling Carla earlier. I was like, you remember when we had Harold on the show way back in 2014? Wow. So so much has <sighs> happened since he was on the show with us back in 2014. So when he comes on the show, we'll be talking to you all about that. And um, I just hope all of you have been having a great week thus far. We are in Tuesday. I hope you had a good holiday weekend. Did you have a good holiday weekend? Oh, yeah. You you already know. What about what you do? You have a good yeah. one? I was sleep. 
<laughs> Didn't that rush? I ain't mad at you. Uh, no. I ain't mad no, at you. Um, I actually did have a girls' night. Um, okay. with my small circle, you know, so we okay. wasn't, you know, getting together, passing the COVIDs around, but it's, it's just of my small, not. you know, tight knit group. Okay. And, um, we got together just to catch up because we usually get together every so often just to kind of release the stress and stuff. So that was cool. I may yeah. have went a little too hard in the paint because uh-huh. I just, on Sunday, all I wanted to do was sleep. And on Monday, I think that's all I did. So, but <laughs> rest you, is good. You took it. You went overboard high. Yeah, the good overboard, though. (laughs) I tend to do that. I tend to do that. But before we get into today's show, just a few little notes and things that I want to go ahead and touch on. Um, Shout out to all of our ICC friends who are checking in and watching live. I see you. You guys are so beautiful. But um, quick notes. First thing, I want to congratulate Tiana Taylor and Iman Schumpert on the birth of their second baby girl. Her name is Rue Rose Schumpert. Now, I challenge anyone to say that five times in a row. (laughs) (laughs) Great tongue twister, right? Yeah, Rue Rose Schumpert. But absolutely beautiful baby. She looks just like her big sister, Junie. And Erica Badu was their doula. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I know. Look at your face. <laughs> no, any, you know, you know I love me some Erica Badu, but I just, you know, um, if you go to icecreamcombos.com and check out the uh, the post, you might, you know, it's just a little, little different. Not what I'm not used to, but shout out to, you know, Erica Badu. What is it? Badu. Erica, ba- Erica Badula. Dula. Yeah, Erica Badula. Yes. So, Carla, yeah. you were to get pregnant again and have a baby, and Erica said, girl, let me get a window seat. <laughs> <laughs> Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. Hell no. I love Erica. I want her to sing. I want her to sing to me all day. She can sing the baby lullabies. Okay. I'm just, you know, I'm old. I just, I want to go to the hospital just in case there's any complications. You know, that's just me. I'm absolutely. What about okay. you? Um, No. No, um, you know, I want to be in touch with my spiritual side and I want to be earthy and all those things. But there's some people who are just a little too in touch and a too too yeah. deep into the earth for my own good. Yeah. So, yeah. like you said, I will enjoy the music, but Erica can't be playing down around my niece Nash. We not doing that. <laughs> no, she ma'am. Can't, no, she can't ma'am. Be, be playing down around my niece Nash. <laughs> and also, um, Another programming note, this is actually breaking news. It literally came across as Carla and I were preparing to do the podcast. Uh-uh. Keeping up with the Kardashians is going off the air after 14 years. Now, mm-hmm. I ain't hurt because I ain't watch it. <laughs> but right. for those of you who do, that's a long, long run. Oh, yeah. That is, for re- especially for reality TV. For reality TV. But you brought up a good point, Carla, that I would like for you to mention to the ICC friends about keeping up with the Kardashian. Oh, my question, y'all, this is just my question to y'all. I I said this to Zav earlier. I wonder about the kids. Because the the show ran for 14 years, what are they going to think about those reruns? Because y'all know we watch old Flavor of Love reruns. You know, they'll play an old reality show in a minute. I just wonder how the kids will feel and if they thought about it or if they're thinking about it now. Maybe that's why. They might have ended it. Kids are getting older. I don't know. I think they pulling the plug on it because Kanye getting too far out of hand. 
And he probably told them he going to shut down that whole operation. And God told him to shut that operation down because you think about it. Why get rid of it now? If anything, they have their peak content right now. Kanye trying to run for True. president. True. Uh, Chloe problem creeping with Tristan. Yeah. And, you know, because she wanted this. You know how some of y'all get. Y'all be like, well, I just want to just keep giving it to my baby daddy to keep my numbers low. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I just want to, you know, I don't want to start dating and, and my numbers go too high. I'm going to just stay, I'm, you know, anytime I need a fix, I'm going to give it to my baby oh, daddy. Oh, keep your body count down. Got to keep your body, body count, count down. down. <laughs> so that could possibly be the situation, you know, with Chloe and Tristan. And I'm not judging, you know, whatever she right. feels no, no, no. comfortable doing, so on, so be it. Right, right. But, with that being said, I just don't know. Um, I think now would be the peak content. So if they're going to pull the plug on the show now, something going, I think yeah. Kanye because of Kanye. It is. Or do you think he actually thinks he's going to win? So he had them pull the plug. <laughs> oh, yeah. I can have my presidential shenanigans on the show. Exactly. Imagine him trying to do a debate and somebody pulling up episodes like, oh, well, um, on this particular episode right here where he uh, made Kim throw all her clothes away shows that he has an aggressive, <laughs> right. possessive personality. Yes, but, yes. That would be you know. too much. Yeah, with that being said, um, Jacob Blake. Jacob Blake also released a statement from his hospital bed. And, um, you know, there's been some debate over Jacob Blake. And, and I won't go too deep into it, you know, because we're just going to small talk until um, Harold Housemore arrives. But um, with Jacob Blake, mm -hmm. you know, I actually saw that there was a debate on social media because, you know, all we knew initially was Jacob Blake was breaking up a fight. He was trying to get in his car. Officer shot him in the back seven times, you know, point blank range. And he was paralyzed from the waist down. Right. Well, you know, you know, y'all know the routine. Anytime a person of color is shot or killed by a police officer or another non-black person. Now it's time to go ahead and pull their Carfax report. Now it's time mm -hmm. to turn the victim mm -hmm. into a villain, right? Yep. Yep. So it didn't take long before Jacob Blake's um, criminal history started making its way to the public eye and in mm -hmm. the streets of social media and, you know, canvassing here and there. And I'm like, oh, okay. Okay. And so there were some people that were actually getting into a debate over the fact of, you know, it's unfortunate that this particular situation happened to him with the police officers, but let's not forget that he's not, not he's this, that, and a third and this, that, and a third. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I don't particularly think that that's a, a fair assessment or a fair way to go. I mean, right. it, it's as bad as the situation can be. But right. what are your thoughts on that as far as like the criminal history being brought up and um, brought to well, the it, forefront? It, to me, I feel like it's them building our case. You know what I mean? It's sad, but it, but it is. I mean, regardless of what his background or his situation is, did it deserve those bullets to the back? Period. Right. Right. Not that, never. That be it. it shouldn't be anything else. You know, I don't understand that debate and why people... I mean, I understand why, you know, they do it, um, mm -hmm. why we, when I mean by we, I mean, you know, social media and us in our houses, it, it's, it's, I don't understand it. I don't, I just don't understand it. Cause we all got family members and, and let's be real. And someone we know who has some type of background, some of us mm -hmm. have had a run in with the law. Do we deserve to be, you know, shot in the back seven times? Absolutely. Absolutely. Not. Because see, 
I always put, I try to put myself in the particular situation because I'm thinking to myself, God forbid something happens to me. Right. If y'all pull my criminal history, that time I did them eight hours in jail. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Nobody put nothing on my bail. Nobody put nothing on my books. <sighs> Still feel some type of way about that. But, you know, they could easily pull, and we talked about this before mm-hmm. on the on the podcast, they could easily pull my criminal record away right. and, and right. try to make me out to be a criminal. So yeah. I think the argument on social media or the debate on social media was that, um, you know, we're not going to cape for him. Like what happened to him was wrong and terrible in every sense, but Absolutely. we're not going to cape for him because, you know, he had this, that, and a third pending and so on and so forth. Because remember, I think we brought up that there were um, pending or extending criminal charges because they handcuffed him to the bed. Right. So that was what led up to the whole handcuffing to the bed madness. Mm-hmm. Okay, But, you know, with that being said, you know, let's just focus on the task at hand, you know, and maybe, you know, this particular situation, if his life was headed in the wrong direction, which is what I want to get back to the message Mm -hmm. that he gave from his hospital bed. It was all about telling young people do better, live better. Like your life, he was like your life, your legs, everything could be taken from you in a matter of a moment, a moment, seconds, whatever. So as terrible as this situation may be, and I don't, and I'm not going to speak on his past because I don't like to deal in black history um, unless it's pertinent to the current conversation. Exactly. Right. What happened to him on that Sunday doesn't, doesn't have anything to do with his previous criminal record. At all. At all. Yep. So, you know, he was just saying, you know, Please, young people, take heed, live better, you know, don't waste your life, get your life together, do right, do so on and so forth. So I was very happy to see him delivering that message because the whole world has their eyes on him right now. So what better thing to do than to encourage some other young people to get on the right path? And maybe this particular situation will help him turn his life around if for any reason he was kind of going on the wrong path. Right. That's true. So, you know, with that being said, you know, I, I, when I posted the video, I was like, you know, join us and sending up prayers. And it was some people that was like, I ain't praying for him. You know what he was doing before he got shot. And I was like, y'all, y'all be so hurt sometime when I'm reading the comments. I literally be like, y'all. I don't people, because people don't think before they say, most of the time people are not thinking before they type. I'm telling you, because once again, we all have some kind of back. We've all been or know someone who's been this close Absolutely. You know, to that possibly happening too. So, nah, I don't want to believe it. Um, So speaking of some other issues, um, well, the word came out today that David Adefeso, I think it's Adefeso, Adefeso, David, David Adefeso, Adefeso. (laughs) Anyway, Tamar Braxton boyfriend. Yes. He done filed for a restraining order, y'all. He has filed for a restraining order. The details about exactly why he filed for a restraining order are still under wraps. But in his filing to the court and reaching out to the court, he said that it was something related to domestic violence and he is asking for an order of protection. Wow. Yeah, that's sad. That is sad. And I'm like, ooh. 
boy. So then comes the debate of how we feel about David. And D is going to kick it off. She said David is an opportunist. And I saw that when she met him. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's right. So it's like people do feel a way about David. Now, here's the thing. Remember when Tamar first started dating David and she was like, oh, my man's so fine. Yeah. I got this fine African man. You know, he just so fine. And And I was like, okay, sis, I'm expecting Mm -hmm. Chaka Zulu to hop out like. (laughs) And I saw David and I was like, you know what? We all got a different idea what fine is. And that's all right. <laughs> that is all right. <laughs> because it is, I, you know, her idea fine may not be my idea fine. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder. Right. So she threw me off a little bit because she had put too much sauce. She put too much yeah. dip on her chip with that one. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. So fast forward, right? Mm-hmm. They're together. They, she seems so happy, you know, happier than she's been in quite some time. She did. Yeah. Very, very happy. And I'm like, okay, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm happy for her. And they look like they're in this thing together. She's going through her stuff with WeTV. Fast forward, the suicide attempt. David is the one who found her. David is the one who called 911. We already talked about how that 911 call was just a little weird. Yeah. How yeah. he just started. It seemed like he was kind of reading a script and he starts talking about her issues with WeTV and yeah, you know, production. I hate to say it like that, but yeah, it was weird. It, it was, was weird. very weird. You know, I mean, you have your, your the love of your life laying unconscious and you talking about WeTV and a contract. Yes. I mean, no maybe real emotion. I mean, it, I didn't feel like it was real. That's just my opinion. Like whatever so. room I'm calling from, I don't know. Um, but Tiff agrees. The 911 call was hella weird. And so we go through this 911 call, you know, Tamar gets treatment, so on and so forth. And then fast forward, Tamar takes the social media. She thanks David, her angel for saving her life. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. All right. Oh, that's sweet. But then there were some people that was like, well, you know, he probably the one who drove her over the edge anyway, but right. I didn't get into that. And I didn't feed into that because I'm not there. I don't know. You know, you really, yeah, really- and that's the thing. Yeah, really not in those four know. walls. If you're not in there, if you're not there, you really don't know what goes on. You just don't. And we don't know what goes on inside of a home until until it spills out into the street. Right, right. Until right. it spills out into the streets. So with that particular case, all right, so fast forward, boom, boom, boom. She thanks him for saving her life, so on and so forth. So awesome. Okay, boom, awesome. All right, fast forward a little bit more. And here we are today. Now, Tamar has not been on social media for a little bit, Mm. but David, just as of last week, he was taking Logan. He was taking Logan to the beach for some fun and for some sun. Right, right. So how we go from a good time at the beach and sun and fun to a restraint? Yeah. Hey, something's not right. Something definitely isn't right. I don't know. I don't know what's going on with this particular situation, but I'm just going to send up a prayer because I know that Tamar is in a volatile state and, um, you know, just with everything that she's going through and she's, you know, in therapy and she's getting help for whatever happened with her in this particular suicide attempt. And I sincerely hope that it is not a situation where David is making it worse rather than making. That's where I'm at with it. Like how much more can she, you know, bear? You know, I'm hoping that it's not on the worst end, just like you said. And, you know, this isn't the first time, you know, Tamar has to deal with um, domestic issues, domestic mm-hmm. violence. Yeah. So, 
You know, you we just got to pray for it, honestly. Just pray for Tamar. Yep, you are absolutely right. Okay, guys, so I think what we're going to do real quick is we're going to take a break. And because I just received some information that Harold is having trouble getting in. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Without further ado, we are going to bring in the man of the hour. Listen, it wasn't easy getting him here, but he is here. And we are so excited to have this man, our guy. What's up, house? How y'all doing? All right. How you doing? I'm chilling. Did you have some trouble getting in? Look. <laughs> Look, he's so, he's so annoyed. He like, when no, they I'm start twisting his hair, <laughs> he's twisting his hair like, man, y'all have me. How y'all doing? We're doing right. good. We're doing Great. good. So did you realize that it has been six years since the last time we spoke with you? It's too long. Much too long. Much too long. Where y'all been at? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, we've been around kicking it and things. You know, ain't doing too much, you know. Yes, but we are happy to have you back. Um, So much has happened since the last time we chatted. Last time we had you on the show, you were just talking about your role on Single Ladies, and we was just fool our line and having a good old time. But let me just tell you this funny memory, and I don't know Mm -hmm. if you remember, but Carla and I always talk about your interview because you were one of our classic ICC moments. Do you remember... The first time we interviewed you, you were outside and you were just chilling. You know, you were outside, you know, it was just getting some fresh air. And apparently a baddie walked by. And in the middle of the interview, you <laughs> told us to hold on. We so you could hop- <laughs> <laughs> You told us to hold on yeah. so you could holler at this girl that was walking by. She probably need to help drop some, you know, I'm all. <laughs> yes, because you are such a gentleman. Yes, you are. So we were sitting there. I was like, house, focus, focus. And you started laughing. I don't call. I'm just out here just telling fibs on you. Yeah, that's got to be it. Yeah. So, um, you know, we are happy to have you back. Um, as I stated, a lot has happened since the last time that we had an opportunity to speak with you and I wanted to talk to you about that today and just give you an opportunity to talk about, you know, some of the things that have been going on in your life and um, to share an update with our ICC audience. So I was telling Carla that when we did that interview with you in 2014, you were in the midst of going through a very challenging time and you still kept a smile on your face. You still stayed on your grind. Uh 
you know, you were still a rising star in Hollywood. But for those who may not know, can you just go ahead and shed a little bit of light on what transpired? Well, I think initially was you talking about the time my mom was facing like pancreatic cancer. So it was a lot going on as far as that time with filming. It was just a lot. Uh, just transitioning to the part where, you know, you get to the part where you work so hard to get, to, you know, attain and get to this point in your life. Mm-hmm. And then you have personal issues. Um, then that was one thing. And then, you know, fast forward around that same time, I was transitioning from project and just, you know, the visibility, which, you know, for me, it was never a big deal because I always like to remain, you know, steadfast as far as being, you know, normal. And uh, I feel like just real or genuine. And, uh, and in that process, I think from that process, are you talking about the false incarceration? From the, is that what you're talking about? Absolutely, yeah. yeah. That was in 2016, so that was like two years after. So from that 14 to that 16, you know, things were bubbling. I was talking about, you know, DC comic uh, characters. Um, I had signed on to the Tupac movie. I had shot my first uh, lead film with Secrets with... Uh, Megamind Films, which was a great opportunity with uh, Denise Boutier and Denise Lawton and uh, uh, Dennis and a lot of Tobias and a lot of great other actors. And then um, also working on my own show and my own projects and actually have an opportunity to be signed on to Atlanta, which did extremely well as right. a series regular. Those It was just a lot of offers, and a lot of opportunities on the table. And uh, in the midst of that, um, I was railroaded with a, with a judicial situation. And then it was one that at the time I didn't really take serious because I felt like, you know, people who knew me knew my character, the way I conducted myself and the way I am um, as far as this individual. And then um, I ran into the, you know, racial judicial system. Um, and it's kind of spawned from, I want to say jealousy, envy, and all those things you just face when you're in a position of, of success. And um, and for me, who's someone who's level-minded, I don't really pay attention to what a lot of people do when they're doing it. I just focus on what, you know, I stay in my lane. Mm-hmm. So to actually be targeted, it was so unexpected because I'm like, man, I don't, I don't, I, I stay in my lane. I don't, you know, I don't bother people. I, you know, I, I do, I go, I go to work, I'm professional. Anybody who's ever worked with me on any professional set would never tell you anything of, you know, any inappropriate activities, any inappropriate comments, any inappropriate actions or behavior, because I've always carried myself in a professional manner. And this was just a personal situation where and no one ever knew the story. Yes, do you mind? Do you mind going into the story? or? Because, you know, and that that was my thing, because people always had assumptions and it's like, you know, who even goes to prison without there being clarity? Right. And, um, so that 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 was that. And so when I went got first locked up, everybody was approaching me, but I wanted to get out and actually tell my story. And then but then when I got in and I realized how much things had changed as far as people I thought would be there, as far as people I thought mm-hmm. would have my back. And then I realized I was targeted because of the success. I was just like, fuck the industry. I'm done. Like y'all can have this shit. Like if I got to not have my kids and be in my kids life because I'm on TV or movies, y'all can have it. it ain't that serious to me. I love acting, but I love my kids more. And so I felt like it put me in a position where anytime you're a successful person, you target it. And that was a it was an in-house situation because at the time it was my own stepdaughter. And so that's one of the first thing you hear to where people say, you know, be careful when you date women with kids. I'm like, man, I ain't because I was a behavior therapist and I was naive to a certain extent because I felt like, you know, kids go through transitions and. Mm-hmm. You know, right now we're still fighting the legal stuff, but just to, to 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 for me to say my part of it is it was my stepdaughter at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, she was 
two in the morning, you know, was in a room supposedly sleep, you know, and I go to the bathroom. She was up. And, you know, when I walked into the surrounding area, it prompted me to tell her to go to bed. And from her not wanting me to be the one telling her what to do, she made an outcry and said, I tried to rape her. There was wow. never no investigation. There was never no police report. There was never nothing. Like all this time, there's never been any police report. Like I was falsely arrested oh, at my wow. house. I was never read my rights. It's just so much stuff. I, it's just it's just crazy. But they, you know, anytime a minor makes an outcry, there should be an investigation, whether it's yes. defects, whether it's police. There's none of that. And so in my mind, I'm thinking like these people are crazy, man. And you know, at one point, I even went to court and I had dismissed my attorney because they were trying to get like this crazy amount retainer. I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm not paying all that money. I ain't do nothing. So the judge was like. And I can't really get it to it because they need y'all might get me killed down here. Yeah. He like, well, your lawyer. I was like, I ain't got one. He was like, Well, why not? I was like, Because at this point, I thought I had invested enough into this family in this situation mm-hmm. where this child would be honest and not right. let something so atrocious, you know, atrocious happen because you don't want to be told to get off the phone or I'm not your daddy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And up until that point, people say, Well, it was a relationship. We had a good relationship. It was just unseen, you know what I'm saying? So I know it sounds crazy to go from that to that. But we had a prior incident like early that year in February where she wanted to go spend night at the boy's house. And I and I caught the neighbors with boys in the house and she didn't know. So okay. when I came back and told her mom, she came and asked us like, yo, can I go next door? And we like, go next door for what? And she's like, oh, we're going to have a sleepover. Not knowing, I just saw three Dude. tall, uh, you know, LeBron James, Carmel. It wasn't them, but the dudes hella right. <laughs> tall. Right. They were hiding in the kitchen. And so the late the kid's mom, who actually testified in court and lied, she was on vacation in Miami. So she left her teenage daughters unattended so the boys can spend a night. Wow. So mind you, all this shit is going on, and I'm trying not to defamate, tear nobody down. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Even at the time, my stepdaughter was sleeping with an overage boy. She was 15. He was 17. By Georgia law, that's statutory rape. Yes, it so is. Y'all ignoring all these crimes. This mother abandoned her kid. For me, who has no legal record, no criminal history, no nothing, and then I'm the one who go, you know what I'm saying, and not to mention the father who had an extensive criminal background. It's the stepdaughter's dad, right? Stepdaughter's dad. Mm-hmm. Beat my son's mom and all kind of crazy stuff. Wow. It was the, from police reports, who was the instigator, saying I was doing this and biting her and kicking her, and they take this as a police report, they take the girl away from the father. Oh, don't none of this happen. It's a police report that say all of this. So in my mind, so when they take the girl away from her father, then she tells the real truth. The real truth never goes in front of a jury. So this is why it's important for people to understand the importance of jury duty, the importance Mm -hmm. of the legal system. How you know we can defund the police and debunk the police, whatever they want to call it. But the people that's really behind it is the judges, the DAs, and the prosecutors. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. That's like you having a problem with Burger King talking to the cashier. Like they just sell this to you. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You got to get Thanks. to the court. You see what I'm saying? But they don't want you to do that. They're going to distract you with all that. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Which is how I began to advocate for prison reform. I didn't know my rights. The Fourth Amendment, you know, the Fifth Amendment, the right against death, you know, because even with me telling the truth, it was you in a negative light. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. If I came over to help y'all get something, y'all, I, I, I walk by and your door is open, and I say, "Hey, you know, hey, your door open." Oh, but you was in there. I'm like, no, I was just telling the door was open. No, but you right. were there. Guilty, go to jail. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, no, I, when you try to do something right, and it's you, when they say it does not matter what you say, it can, that shit will be used against you. You can say you love God, and they're going to call you and say you in a coat. It does not matter. I don't care who you are. If you don't take nothing up from this podcast, do not ever talk to the police. Do not ever talk to law officials without having proper representation. Mm-hmm. And that's what I learned the hard way. Like, cause I, I was under the assumption that because I didn't do nothing, nothing can right. happen. Right. And then right. when you look and play it back through history, I mean, like I say, Mike Vick go to jail for fighting dogs, but they killing deers. Ma- Ma- I mean, Martin Luther King went to jail because he had an expired driver's license. Like you look at, and they didn't send him to jail. They came and picked him up, took him to prison. Right. And Kennedy, Robert uh, Kennedy got him out. You know what I'm saying? So, but in a way, to be honest, it was a blessing, my whole situation, because I look at stuff totally different now. You know what I'm saying? As far mm-hmm. as my evolution. And so when you look and you say, these folks like Jesus up for nothing, that tells you the mindset of people, the heart of man. And so when you start to realize the heart of man, how much pressure can you put on man to do right? You just got to get right people, have right people around you. But the heart of man is, is that's what needs to be defunded and debunked. Enough about one another, you know, one another. You know what I mean? It's right. So to answer that, I was fostering maliciously, intentionally. There's so many elements to my case that we're working on. Where well, there's a book. Okay. My Trent. I said I can't because t- they might they might try to change it. Okay, like, no, 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 don't drop it. Yeah, don't. don't drop it. You know what I'm saying? But you come back so, when it's ready. Whole, come back when it's ready. Whole process as we go through this process, it's all going to be illuminated. And so people say, "Well, damn, dude, you you still look, you know, good. You happy? You at peace?" And I'm like, "I am." You know what I'm saying? Because I know I ain't do nothing, and, and it gave me time That's to right. myself. You know what I mean? Shout now, out to uh, how much time were you in jail? Two years. Two years. Wow. Two years. Oh yeah, that's. Uh, Two years innocent. So every day it was like a movie. Like you sitting there, like, when is this shit gonna like cut? All right, I get it. Cut. Cut. And it don't happen. So now, while you in there, you gotta avoid becoming a criminal. Mm -hmm. You do. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because you know, and this is this is probably some of the realest stuff. The biggest, the only people that's affected by gang activity are the innocent and the civilians. So I watched. The COs be a gang. I watched the inmates have their cliques and gangs. I watched the you know the the medical staff. I watched the 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 maintenance. All of them gangs, and so it's kind of like the political party. Mm-hmm. If you would, it's our against. So who's always affected? But the the majority is affected because so forty percent of the prison population is somehow affiliated or gang related, right? Right. Sixty isn't. But the 60 is the minority because they're individuals. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's the mm-hmm. same thing like from a political standpoint. If we all are divided, the government can do what they want to do because we divided. So there's not power in one, but there's power in the in the in the in the masses, in the yeah. majority. And so they know that's the key whether it's racial, it's really class. Like anybody under a certain class, you all in the same boat. White, blue, yeah. black, green, purple, you in the same boat. But that's not what the intention is. If you look back 400 years, black people are still 13, 14% of the population. 400 years, we came here at the same time, and we haven't grown to an equal number. When we came here on the same boats that y'all did, in a place that was already colonized by Africans, by Irish, by, you know, Jews and whatever have not. So you got to look at, you know, the, the undertone, whether it's mass incarceration. So look at it from like this standpoint. You got a house. Who the rules for in your house? You right, you you get your your rules govern the people that come in it. 
the government, you your house. So the government look at it, this is our house. We can do what we want to do. Mm-hmm. But they all stay in line. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Wow. And I know, I know I know in following up on your case and there was so much evidence that could have exonerated you that was suppressed yes. in court. Everything. How, yes. Not one single shed of evidence, not a piece of paper, not a testimony, nothing was ever told on my behalf. And what was told was removed from the powers that be. So anything in your favor? The sis- the sister of the alleged the lie the, the girl mm-hmm. said my sister lying. Her story keeps changing. Wow. The judge start that from the record. Wow. Why would you strike proof that proves my innocence? So anything that proved my innocence was removed and railroaded. You know what I'm saying? Anything that showed my innocence, even documents. There's a certain amount of constitutional documents you have a right to obtain. Mm-hmm. I've never seen any. I've never seen any. Anything that the DA and the prosecutor have, I've never seen. I go to prison, I've never seen it. I'm in prison, I'm asking for it, I've never seen it. I've never saw it, never seen it. <laughs> and then if you look up my case, the craziest thing about it is so ambiguous. And the law says anything that's ambiguous, it can't stand because it has to be valid. And, and let me share for your views the importance of that. You can't just go around and defamate people's name because your name, your title means something. See, back yeah. in the day, how how jury duty even came into, in, in, into flourishing was a man that was accused of a crime. So they was about to office. Hey, he said, wait, 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 wait. Y'all don't even know me. How can you judge me? You never seen me. You don't know my character. So they mm-hmm. thought about it. They said, damn, okay, we'll go get his peers. Let his peers help us understand who this man is. So his peers came in and said, no, he's not that type of guy. Come to find out he was injured. He was innocent. Jury duty exists because of that. Right. You see wow. what I'm saying? So the whole purpose is for your peers. That's why you can't, that's why jury duty is restricted to certain communities. Yes. Think about it. You don't know your neighbor. You can't speak on behalf of your neighbor. But then, and also, you know, I tend to, Carla and I both, uh, what you drinking? <laughs> I had to write green tea because they swear I'd be drunk all the time. <laughs> I'm so mad. And it's Taco Tuesday, so you know. Oh, it I mean, is Taco very important moments in my life right now. I'm in California. Really, I'm half Mexican. You really just helped me just now because I was trying to figure out dinner. God bless you. It is, um, it is Taco Tuesday, but you know, Carla and I, we we watch a lot of court things, mm-hmm. and, and I watch a lot of um, Netflix had this awesome series called The Innocence Project. Uh-huh. I don't know if you saw that, but. There are so many, especially men of color, who get railroaded every day by the justice system. And we go into this justice system thinking, hey, I didn't do this. And y'all going to be able to realize I didn't do this. And then you get into a courtroom and they suppress evidence or they make things mm-hmm. fit. I heard someone say that when police do work, and I live in Gwinnett County, so trust me, we here, Okay. You did here. I live in Gwinnett County. Okay. You just said that out loud. You can't tell nobody. You know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But right. you know, with that being said, you know they said when police do work, nine times out of ten they just working off of uh, a hunch or idea. Mm-hmm. Once they get that hunch, they will make that shit fit. You'll make it stick. 
tunnel vision, they will make it, they will put the pieces of the puzzle and shove them in and make them fit. Hide, change, paint, airbrush. All of it. And anything that does not fit that narrative, they toss it out. You know, the things that prove you're innocent get Mm -hmm. suppressed, gets tossed out. And, you know, for me, you know, I, huge fan still will always be and you know we just had talked to you you know two years prior and then i saw that story and i'm like nah this this can't be like i called her like nah this can't be right like, right this, this and i will tell you this and i'm i'm i don't have a crystal ball but i will tell you based off of what your face and your mugshot photo it literally is it said everything that needed to be said you know, you get some people, they smirk or something and stuff and all that. But you literally look like y'all can't be serious. What the fuck? You yeah. look like y'all cannot be serious. It just seems unbelievable. And I act. So I've put myself in various narratives. Mm-hmm. And I also, before we get too far, I, I do want to thank the people that have stood by. I got so much support. Okay. I got so many letters, like to the point to where they will have to... I would have to go to the mail room. You know, because most people been there years, they never get a letter. So at some point, it creates an envy. But then I was so blessed because, you know, shout out to the guys. I'm sure some of them going to end up seeing this. Um, I kind of became light because I learned a lot about the law. I helped a lot of guys with their cases, excuse me, their situations and circumstances. And, uh, you know, I keep in contact with a lot of guys. Um, I've seen some since I've been out. And, um, you know, everybody's rooting. Like, yo, man, you didn't deserve this. And, it was so funny because even the white guys in prison would be like, you're not like the rest of them. Yeah. <laughs> not one, I said, nigga, I'm one of them. What you mean? You're, right. you're yeah. not like the rest of them. You play golf. You know, I'm in there with the broomstick playing golf. You know what I mean? It was just okay. great. Then officers making the spot hot because they all, them, I'm like, yo, y'all got to fall back, you know? So the dudes at first before it caught on, but then you look up Atlanta um, with this ring on, um, the Tupac movie, so you know they got phones. So everybody was like, and the funniest story is one of the guys that have been locked up for like 19, 20 years, his name D, good guy, good friend. And uh, he was like, he ain't missing his teeth. He said, Go. He's just looking at me. He said, Hey, man, I know you, you is. And I was like, Well, no, I'm right. I got my little legal book. You know, I'm gonna turn a Johnny Cochran nephew in there. You know, I'm let my hair grow out, trying to look crazy, whatever. He's like, Man, and this dude, you know, you would think he was a little slow. Right. He's like, man, I know who you is, man. And I was like, no, nah, dog, you know, you know, you know. I knew he knew. I, I, I was trying to throw him off. Mm-hmm. This Atlanta came on. I look up. You know, they got the bunk beds. This dude <laughs> is sitting there like this. <laughs> and so I'm like, he ain't gonna figure it out. He waited till the credits came. Hell more, I said. God, he came back and said, I knew that was you. Wow. I ain't gonna do nobody. And left. So you can't really judge. I'm thinking the slowest dude in prison that figured out who I am before the so-called smart people. So this is a funny story. Man. He's like, I know who you is. I ain't gonna tell nobody. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So they, they, it just got out and leaked. And uh, but but at that time, I had already created relationships, whether it was blood, crib, GF, whoever, area nations. And see, that's one thing in prison. All the races and ethnicities, because you in this room, isolated. It's like the garden area of, of Walmart with beds in it. Mm-hmm. You ain't going nowhere. So everybody, you see the white guys working out with Hispanics and, you know, everybody work out together. You know what I'm saying? They feed together. They share food. They do deals. They barter. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's really a 
community. And so I'm looking like, damn, if all these people can work, and these are some of the supposed worst human beings right. on right. the planet, but they're working together. And probably the most consistent thing I saw that attributed to black men being locked up is lack of education. Some of the guys were so mad they couldn't spell stick. Wow. They couldn't spell catch. Yes. You know what I mean? So they're taking these literacy tests and they frustrated. Fuck this shit. I got me. And I'm like, what's wrong, man? Like, you just don't matter. How am I not spend no jump? I'm like, nigga, Jay, you never mind. That nigga is so mad. You got it, bro. But they, it's frustration. So when your security level becomes removed and your masculinity, and that's what prison do, somebody say, what was it like? And the best way for me to describe prison as an innocent person. Right. Is I took you, one of you two, took both of you, and I put you inside a chihuahua or inside of a little dog. You and your your able mind, you see, you know you're this dog. Mm-hmm. But every time you try to tell who you are, it's like, woof, woof, woof. and the more you bark, the wilder and the crazier you seem. So, woof, woof, woof. but you see other dogs tearing each other up, fighting over food, rah, rah, rah. all this going around you for two years. So when you get out, even if I take you out, and put in your body, how do you adjust? Because you still, woof, woof, and you, it's a transition. Because I remember first couple months I got out, I thought about going back in, and I was innocent. So the, wow. the trauma that goes along with being incarcerated, even if you're guilty, is so heavy. Yes. Because it, does, it takes your humanity away. So just imagine if I put you and treated you like a dog for two, three, four years. I tell you what to eat. The food, the food says not for human consumption on the box that they give it to us in. You see wow. what I'm saying? And then you eat if you if you if you have some family support, you eat chips, you eat BS, heart mm-hmm. high high cholesterol, mm-hmm. all that stuff. And so I think you know, not to harp and go too much about my story because I really want to use this time. To really tell people how important it is to know your rights, to yes. educate. There's not a plat- enough platform for us to be educated on the judicial system, the legal system, yeah. and how everything works in totality. Like it's easy to hop on a trend wagon and say attack Trump. It's like saying if I, if I have, if you do go to Walmart, Best Buy, or Wendy's, you have a problem. You think you're gonna go and find the president of the owner of this business? You got, you know, it's a channel. Yeah, there's so much stuff going on that them people change at this level. The people where things actually are executed, they stay the same. So you kind of throw a rock when you would just walk through the door. You see what I'm saying? And that's the, and, that, and that's the equivalent to it. But the whole thing is to keep you, de- you know, derailed and distracted. Because until we t- address things on a lower legal, uh, local level, things ain't gonna change. Ain't, it don't matter because even right now, uh, Trump was to pass. They were trying to pass some bill, and. Uh, it can be vetoed or finalized by the government. Wow. See, so the states still have prob- has, have power. Yeah. Each state has its own constitution. You have state laws, you have federal laws. And the federal laws is to make sure the state abide and stay in line. So there's just so many levels to this stuff, man, that, you know, unfortunately, you know, we, 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 just, we distracted in school with the BS, whether yeah. it's, you know, turn up music. You know, all the things that we embrace culturally, there's not a separation to where we have enough time when we culturally enjoy these things that we embody, we we grow, we are, mm-hmm. and the things that we have to look to attain and become. You see what right. I'm saying? It's like work. You work 60, 70% of the time and turn up on the weekends. It should be the same thing with growth, education, right. and, and empowerment. Five days a week, we should be focused on the, the task at hand. After we work so hard, cheers, have some green tea. Exactly. On Taco Tuesday. <laughs> On Taco Tuesday. You know, you know, you talked about how things are ran from 
a government, a local level, you know, certain governments, and then you have the president and the breakout. And Carla is always, always, always driving the point home that, yes, we go out for the general election, you know, the presidential election. But then we chill in all the other. Yeah. Don't even know who they are. Yeah, exactly. Who their treasurer is, who their local commissioner is. Yeah. Who their DA, who the prosecutor, because they, they are responsible for prosecuting the law in your area. So if you want justice for Brianna, you got to know who to talk to. You call exactly. Trump. Trump can't go in there and be like, y'all arrest Brianna. I mean, he can yeah. push the narrative. I mean, he can push the intention behind it. But at the end of the day, the people that's elected should know that they represent the people. That's right. So it's so crazy when you look at the influence of black vote at 13%, but there's so much focus and we don't see the power that we we embed. It's just mind-boggling to me. It's yeah. frustrating and it's mind-boggling. I'm, yeah. You know, I'm just... I had a conversation with my husband the other day and we were watching TV. We were watching something on BET and it was a TI commercial. TI comes out. He's using all these $5 words, you know, six syllables and carrying on and he's encouraging people to vote, right? And I turned to my husband. I said, it's a damn shame that people are literally begging black people to vote. Like, it, it, and I understand, you know, I understand the severity of this particular election and everything that's going on in the world. But I don't understand why it is to a point where we literally have to beg black people to vote. We this whole Black Lives Matter movement that recently really, really fueled up because, I mean, it's always been Black Lives Matter. But, you know, after the killing of George Floyd, like right on the heels of Ahmad, right on the heels of Brianna, right on the heels of all these other, you know, young black men and women. Sandra Bland. Exactly. And and the, and the the names go on and on. And it seems like now that the Black Lives Matter movement is back to the forefront, we should all we could see we should see our power i've saw uh different companies everybody listen right now if you black you can go to a car dealership and be like well what's the black lives matter price yeah. all these corporations and everybody right. catering right. to black people catering 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 because mm-hmm. they know they saw the strength in our numbers when we hit those streets and when we turn stuff upside down so they said oh okay okay now if you know it's a when NFL like, hey, Cap, you busy? You want to you wanna come back through? And even with all of that, I still have to see people every day begging black folks to vote. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, and I see black folks every day. I ain't voting. I ain't being. Well, let me, can I, in, the, in defense of those black people, and I, I straddle the fence because, for one, mm-hmm. the first thing they do now is trying to find ways to take the power of the vote. So, mm-hmm. Even though they're encouraging, you still got to watch the distraction. Because while they're encouraging you to yeah. vote, they're still minimizing the amount of individuals and the power of the vote by, you know, whether it's false imprisonment. Because see, now if you go to New York, they're arresting people for parking tickets. And so once you get a warrant, and depends on how it turns out, it can become a minor, I mean, a misdemeanor or a felony. Mm-hmm. So it's always a derailment to destroy. The whole intention is to divide the black household. I'm all for woman empowerment. But at the same time, what woman can protect herself if five little, any other kind of men, two came in the house? You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, and there, there's the role where the black man has to be, you know, step up definitely. But just going back to the vote, and I'm going to give you, uh, uh, and not in defense, but just uh, 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 an analogy. Okay. You work, you work for me. Mm-hmm. So you work, 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 work. 
how much and how hard are you going to work if you know you're not a part? I can't just tell you to go work at Best Buy and just be putting stuff on the shelf when you come off the street because you're not employed. And if I'm not employed, why would I dedicate my time and my hours to something that services you? So the minds, the mentality of these people is why vote? Because what you do don't affect me directly. So it's easy to keep trying to instill these this narrative to vote. But if I don't feel that there's a benefit to me, that's anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't care how good mm-hmm. I cook. If you're a Muslim, I don't care how good I make pork chops. You don't want them. So yeah. that doesn't apply to you. So what needs to happen is we need to find a way to make the laws and start seeing that the laws actually apply to benefit us. Then people will feel motivated and empowered. Life is two types of people in the, in the world. People that do are people that don't. It's like a compass, right? You got the people that do, the people that don't. They either do because they give a fuck or they don't. It's just that simple. Life is about interest and motivation. When you get up and you work, it's because you want a family. When you do something for your husband because you want that love reciprocated mm-hmm. or you want him to feel that you appreciate him. When you get up and paint your house, you want it, whether you buy a house or rent, it's all life is about intention and motive. And that motive comes by the things that interest you. So how you really get to that, that point is by making people feel a part of something. People don't feel a part of this system. Because we constantly reminded whether it's my false imprisonment, whether it's Brianna Steele people, uh, uh, killers, murderers, mm-hmm. not being brought to justice. And then you get derailed. What's going on with a mob? What's going on with Jake? There's so much yeah. other stuff. Yeah. You got it to shine in the line. Like it, it goes to shine. It goes on and on and on and on and on and on and on. Yeah. And meanwhile, it's a distraction. You know yeah. what I mean? And, and to be honest, until we culturally start to unite. But who can we who can you really rally behind? Because I'm from I'm from I take it like how much is too much? Mm-hmm. And there are people that like Puffy. What you can really use revolt as a platform to empower okay. stuff like ice cream combos to where we if, if we got so much influence, why don't we take our own power? Look, and if you don't look what Ice Cube did with the big three. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? So you telling me LeBron and all like, why do we need the master's justification right. and validation? For everything that we do, yeah. I do business, but I don't need your approval for it. Right. Even come with me. People say, "What's up with act?" I don't care, bro. I'm happy. Shout out to uh, one of my affiliate companies that I work with, Mossed Up. So we okay. need boss go get Mossed Up. And also, my sister has a company where we have the only um, fragrance in it, but uh, still uh, eighty kills ninety nine percent bacteria. Uh, hand sanitizer smells amazing. We got five flavors. Okay. Um, uh, first is Detroit uh, versus COVID, but it's called House of Jennifer, and uh, I'm talking about it smells. You spray it, you and it has oil in it, so you can you know it's never you don't have to spray a lot, but you don't have to worry about your hands drying out. The fragrance is amazing because he have all kind of natural oils in it and stuff like that. And I stay he- healthy with the sea moss. So and then right now I'm in my studio. Okay. I, I photography. I you know I got my jazz music playing. I'm bruh. I see it's a vibe over there. It's a vibe. Right. Oh, <laughs> if I turn this around and show you all this equipment, you'll be like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's a whole vibe in here, man. Normally lights, different colors, and it's just a vibe. And um that's, that's what I've been doing. I, I'm fortunate to have probably six, seven scripts in my inbox. And people are like, yo, what you gonna do? I posted I'm in talks about DMX got a movie coming out. Mm-hmm. I supposed to be signed on too, so we working out that negotiation. You know, I, and I, you know, I like DMX and I, I like the story, 
Um, so you are coming back to acting. Good. I don't know, man. They won't leave me alone. They keep harassing me, man. I'm like, they're all leaving me alone. Just be calling me, man. To be calling me. me back. So they gonna make me get in the gym and get all ripped up again. And you know, I'm trying to be like Superman without you know with the glasses on. I'm trying to be Clark Kent. You know, and it. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm. I'm. I'm this. I'm sorry because the first thing I meant to do was. have a moment for Chad. Oh, yeah. Like, as an actor and as a thespian and as someone when I was in the situation in prison, almost facing colon cancer. Wow. Like, you just never know. Like, even when that interview, I had this charge, but you never know. Right. I yeah. feel like real men, they suck it up and they handle it. And I had, that's probably one of the most, like, that and Nipsey, I mean, like, I actually shed a tear because mm-hmm. I not saying that could have been me, but it could have been me. And see, even though my legal situation was overturned, I'm still fighting the judicial system for complete exoneration, which is the craziest thing ever. And they didn't want to take their claws and just like, we messed up. We did it. So I got to continue to fight. And there's been several projects. Shout out to uh, BT, Robbie Reed, Tracy Edmonds, and, you know, a slew of others that's been supportive. And working diligently to try to get me back on television and film you know what i mean and and i, I want to say that public one of the most rewarding films i was only out for a few months right and one of the first people that reached out was tracy and they was like yo tracy looking for you and i was like tracy who you know what i mean i'm still discombobulated so i fly yeah. to la i was like tracy i'm being town for you know she's like a friend reached out gave me her email because she had moved She's like, Hoss, where are you? I'm like, I'm here till Wednesday. She's like, I'm meeting you tomorrow at 12 o'clock. I'm like, all right, bet. Because I got love for one of the sweetest, most beautiful people in the industry. I call her a unicorn. Shout out to Prime Time. Prime, that's my dog. I ain't no crazy. <laughs> and Prime was like a big brother. I don't talk to him, told him happy birthday. Also, happy birthday to the big bro, uh, Lorenz Tate. I believe it's his birthday. Oh, yes, it is his birthday today. <laughs> so um, Tracy reached out. And she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, so we had like a five, six hour meeting and she's showing me all the writers. Every We go through the whole, mm-hmm. you know, rigmarole and she's like, so we sit down, just me and her. I met the writers, the producers, everybody. And she's telling me about what they want to do forward. And she said, what do you want to do? And I was like, Tracy, you know, she's like, house. I believe in your innocence and I believe in you. And, and I'm like, I'm about to cry. I'm like, Tracy, you don't know what this shit mean to me. All these niggas are laughing and putting my life in. <laughs> And so, you know, that, and then to have her and somebody I respect, you know, immensely and Robbie just fight so hard. Right. And, uh, you know, with the powers that be because of my situation and a lot of false information, that was one thing that was just hard because I felt like a lot of platforms threw me under the bus without even hearing my side of the story or even speaking the truth. And that's the hardest part, you know, hardest part. And that was another thing that kind of just made me go, because I even told my people, like, if you want to, I'm out. Right. Care to find the truth before you care to fuck up my life and my career over that's over a lie, and it's, it's it's ten times harder to get people to retract a false statement than it is to to, to produce one. Well, and you so know, frustrating. Real quick, as someone as someone who reported on the story myself, mm-hmm. they kept the information to a. When I tell you, it was almost like, and now hearing your side of the story, it makes sense. Uh-huh. Because they kept the information at such a minimum, there wasn't even 
additional information that could have said, wait a minute, like, you know, that when someone who was reporting could have said, wait a minute, now this don't add up to this. I mean, they kept it so vague. But nothing, it, it was different stories. All, somebody said I climbed in a window. Like, oh, oh wow. wow. Oh, wow. I climbed in a window of my own house. Like you have kids, you have kids. You might you like you in one of your kids' room, Carl. If you walk in your kid room, what time can you not walk in your kid? I'm from Detroit, Michigan. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now you wanna get mixed up in the family business? Introducing the Godfather at ChapaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. When can you not walk in your kid room? Mm-hmm. And say take your ass to sleep. Like where where they do that at? Well, I can't. But see, that's another thing. And this is the backfire of the powers that be to where they take the power out the household. Now the kids off the chain. Now they afraid because they're in their neighborhood. So now it's like, damn, we done locked up the black man, made the black woman scared the parent. Now the kids off the chain and they don't know what to do because they ain't no structure. They don't have no structure for y'all household. Don't mean don't come and tell us how to structure our household. Right? We weren't right. running all rampant and crazy like we is now. But they, no. you know, that's what. That's what that produces. If I let my ten year old do what he want, he'll say eat cookies and donuts and you know all that stuff all day. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they don't know yeah. they have maturity yet. They don't know the consequences of their actions. And they aware of that. Mm-hmm. You know, if they give yeah. a ten year old power, they're gonna do something stupid, especially if they're black. Yep. Now you you touch you touched on it a little bit, but you moved kind of quick. Your conviction was overturned. Yes. Or was it? Okay. What took place in order to for that? to get overturned because i mean you literally sat in jail for two years like were you still fighting like were your attorneys still fighting on your behalf or were you still trying to complete exoneration what they did and i'm this is the simplest i can put it okay they knew what they did they did enough to try to cover up what they did illegal got it but they tried to do enough of a deal to where look we long as we we're going to keep as long as we can and cover our own ass. That's, mm-hmm. that's the best way to sum it up. Mm-hmm. It makes Anywhere sense. we can cover up all the injustice, I could have said it just 10 more years if they could have done that and allowed mm-hmm. it. It was never, listen, it was never about justice. My thing is this. If this something happened to any young lady, Mm-hmm. Do something to help that child. That's yes. the part that hurt me because I love the kid as my own child. It wasn't just like a, a child I didn't care about. I took on her first job application. I'm, I'm teaching her how to drive. You see what I'm saying? I'm taking her to school some days if you lay and talking about her career. I'm looking at her as as her and her sister as the the, 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 the forefront for a positive household. Y'all go to college. Y'all come back and teach your stepbrother. The, the, the steps. I'm thinking, okay, we got legit, you know, women, young ladies that will be able to set the bar 
that right. my mom says don't sit in the barn. All that little ghetto stuff, it was a shock to me. But, but I didn't realize that the father was so ignorant. I did because I never paid enough attention. You know what I'm saying? Like negative people look for negative shit. You never see a positive person sit around. Absolutely. I have no real will. To, I don't care. I don't sit around and be like, yep, that motherfucker just look like they up. To, I don't. I don't want you up to show me. Then I'm gonna have a problem with it. But I'm not about to sit around and be like, come on, man. Who does that? Like they say, misery love company. Yeah, absolutely. My man. initial focus was a positive, productive household. That was it. That was it. And I knew. Being a behavior therapist, that kids, not male, male and female, hormonal, they, they lose their mind at 13, 14, 15. Yeah. And it hopefully come around by 16, 17 and start to mature. Mm-hmm. So it was a shock because I even had a home video. I begged my lawyer, I said, please show this home video. Please wow. show this. Like, I got her under me while I'm cooking on Mother's Day, like showing her how to cook, how to season. I got it snowed one day out in Gwinnett. There's video of us on uh, on the house that I was purchasing at the time coming down the hill. She pushing me. She like, oh, house fell out there. Because we took the big tub from like the storage <laughs> tub and we slide down. You know, we, I'm from Detroit. I'm not on the old box. I don't cut out a box. I'm trying to slide down on the box. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? There's multiple family vacations wow. where her, parents, her sisters will come in. That time came. After that, no one's been down here since. It's just totally discombobulated the whole family like i have male friends that watch the video and go damn this shit look like the, the huxtables yeah and this shit don't even look real y'all y'all getting along like this like family vacations with i'm driving she driving they riding on a motorcycle we in florida we in tennessee mount like new york and i filmed the cop show in new york they came up to new york 42nd mm-hmm. and 9th so they going down central park and experiencing life and so when it happened it, it threw me off because mind you, while I'm purchasing the house in Atlanta, I still got my place in L.A. Right. But I'm buying this house for the family. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Even with my place in L.A., I was like, because we, we have a son. So I want my son. And these ain't my kids, but not in my family. So that's right. how I approached it. Like, I'm trying to help, help this woman raise young ladies. And it's so crazy because she, my son, she didn't raise them like that. So to see him go ape crazy was kind of crazy to me. Like, where the hell does this come from? And I remember one time my oldest son, mom, said, yo, you need to watch. And I was like, no, it ain't like that. And then I had a friend came like, yo, did you see them on social media? I was like, who? They don't do that. That's not them. I'm, right. I'm not. I'm Google. I'm boo-boo. <laughs> because I'm not seeing it. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not thinking it because I ain't paying attention. I got so much other stuff. You got to think, if I'm talking about doing Green Lantern. Wow. Green you Lantern. think I'm worried here? That's, exactly. That's next level. That's me and Chad. The two biggest, you know what I mean? That's you. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, the Black Green Lantern is from Detroit. Wow. So it was just crazy, man. Wow. And then to be for season two of Atlanta to go on and do as good as it did, knowing that I'm a series regular contractor already. Like, mm-hmm. they pretty much I don't say beg, but they were like, look, whatever, look, we guarantee you. This first year money ain't whatever, whatever, but it was yours. They, they was like, look, this is you, we, you know, I mean, even on that set, and Donald and them will tell you, they just let me do what I, they was like, I will yell my own cuts. You say yell my own cuts. Like, oh, <laughs> crazy, like, you know what I mean? And they I got it. I got it. You know, cutting everybody just bust out laughing. 
and every take I'll say something different. You know what I mean? I and Donald was just like, and it was just it was a it was a good show. Shout out to Brian, you know, Zaza and all them, um, the Keith, you know, they and they, they're they're good people. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It was a good vibe. You know, we had young, you had Generation Next, kind of all working together. You look, Zaza, she went on and she's on Deadpool and on the Joker yes. and the Keith and Brian. You already know. Uh, all over. Uh, you know, Donald is a is a genius. You know what I'm saying? He's very underrated for his m- mental capacity and his understanding of the industry. You know what I mean? So to create a show while making an album, while shooting a film, you know, that's a lot. You know, that's the true renaissance, man. You know what I mean? The executive producers and everybody on that show was just, was just great. And it was a good experience. You know, even though initially I had like some of the stereotypes were strong, but you know, we do do some nigga shit and they kind of highlighted it. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One of our ICC friends, Shante, has a question for you. She said, what has this taught you about your future relationships? <laughs> I want to say don't say dated woman with kids. Uh, and I mean, I could understand that. I mean, yeah. as, but I don't I don't like to I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't jade myself like that. What it's taught me is. Yeah. I still believe in people as a person, as a God fearing man and knowing what's right. I still believe in people. So it hasn't changed my outlook on people. I know that some people just have, you know, when I sat down in prison, I really read the Bible from beginning to end. And just to know that Cain killed his brother because mm-hmm. God gave him a compliment. Mm-hmm. He said, shit can get crazy out here. Okay. That's the heart of man. And then when you get yeah. to the end, all of the Christians getting locked up falsely. It's like we live in sin. And the thing that's the blessing is to rise above humanity, normality, and being common and be a bigger person. And I just I love that for the most part of my life, I can always say I took the high road. Like I know God happy with me. Right. And I'm happy with me. Like I don't care what you do, you're not gonna change who I am. And that was the one thing that gave me peace. So I wouldn't say that I wouldn't date a woman with kids. If you're a good person, you're a good person. And, you know, right. there are a lot of women that would have handled that situation different, especially with all the things that was at stake. And people say, how's my relationship with my son, mom? You know, it was, it was good. I, I had up until that point, you know what I mean? And even till now, like we have great parenting, a phenomenal parenting relationship. And it's still a bigger picture. And that's the kids. Right. So it has taught me to, I want to say, pay more attention. But it also made me a lot more eager to, to love harder. You know what I mean? To care harder, try harder, and be better. You know what I'm saying? And not judge people. That's good. Um, now, I know earlier you mentioned that you are a behavioral therapist as well. Now, with everything that you've gone through, with being falsely accused, falsely in prison, in prison for two damn years, just waking up, going to bed every night, yeah. knowing that you are in this place for something that you did not do. Have you yourself gotten any therapy after because earlier you touched on something that I didn't get a chance to hop in on because I love to listen to you talk so I would dare not interrupt but you mentioned about when men are in the penal system and especially when they're innocent and when they come out like they have to process all of that even the ones who are guilty when they come out a lot of times we see the churn rate and they end up back in because it is a process 
it's almost like coming out the service. You know, people come out the military after years and years like, oh, you civilians, because the mentality is different. They they look at us in a different manner. So when you have someone come out of jail who's been in jail for a long period of time or someone like yourself who had to serve time for something that you did not do, you know, that has to have some type of trauma on you mentally, even physically in some cases. I mean, look at Central Park Five. Look what they went through. You know what Corey I'm went through. Corey. I, 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 yeah, I know Corey. I did a. I was at one of the uh, the now the nine uh, organization mm-hmm. in New York, and they presented him and a lot of uh, well noted people from that community mm-hmm. for their accomplishments, and you know. So how how did you take care of your mental and your physical after going through all of that? I mean, it's still a process. You know, every day, it's not, it's not one of the things that you can shape. The best thing you can do is, like they say, put your best foot forward. But I know initially coming out, some mornings I woke up and I just cried. And I didn't know I was crying. I would just wake up and I'd be crying. Or, you know, when you feel like you don't have a help and nobody cares to help you, you just you want to go back. Because even though prison literally ain't shit, literally, Everything is kind of like you around you almost around a bunch of people that's going through the same thing. It's almost like a dysfunctional family. Like mm-hmm. I don't care how after my family is, this is home, and that's the part because the dysfunction become normality, and you get used to the fights. You know, I mean, I stopped gang fights. I stopped the dude from beating up another gang. Like I'm laying in my bed and I hear fist to meat and I hear him like almost break his eye muscles I mean bones and I stopped him I'm like yo that's enough and the gang was allowing it and it's like who are you to stop this gang fight and, and he knew it was enough but the dude was calling for his mama like he was beating the brakes off that boy he was beating the brakes off of him people get stabbed in the face so you see barbaric you right. know the you know, it ain't like I was in there and they was, it wasn't federal, it was state, medium mm-hmm. level. So it, 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 it could jump off. I seen, I seen some atrocious stuff, but just knowing the one thing about prison, though, it's about respect. And it's about being a man. And those are some of the things that, you know, you respect about it, but to the level and the extent that they take it to is just crazy. So when I first got out, my good foot, my good friend Brian, his uh, fiance uh, was a therapist, and okay. he recommended I talk to her a few times. So I, I did speak with her. Okay. Um, another thing is, is that they have you go see a psychosexual therapist, which is one of the should be one of the main criteria of this any accusation around sexual, uh, okay. any type of sexual crime or allegation. So when I go take it, the physician is like. I've been doing this like 20 years. He said, I've never seen a person so not a sexual predator. He was almost ready to cry. He was like, man, I'm sorry you went through this. Like, he was like, look, you know, they have treatments. He was like, you don't even have to come back. He's like, so, you know, you got to go report to your, you know, people and tell them he's like, you, you know, you, he was like, man, get your life back. Like, I don't even know how we saw. He's like, cause I didn't even get into it. He didn't know who I was. Right. Just talk to him. He's like, you know, you got multiple degrees. He's talking to him. You know, you got the test. Like, (laughs) 
they ask you crazy stuff like would you sleep with a dead person like have you ever jacked off to some goats and some crazy you're like who does this but there are some people who does this stuff I they really be doing all this crazy stuff you know what I mean and to be honest when you even get somebody I'm going to say the name other black people they're a distraction like what R. Kelly's definitely mental health and need help but I think mm-hmm. Nick Cannon said, if you talk to this guy on a mental level, he's at the third grade, fifth grade level. But that goes back to your point of education. He's education. And if he's only exposed, his mind might, I don't care what song he sings, how good his voice is, that don't mean his mental capacity. It ain't like he was singing, you know, songs out the encyclopedia. You know, he, your body, it was four, five, six, six syllables. He wasn't singing 10-syllable songs. <laughs> you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, and I'm not right. justifying it because he definitely needs help. But anytime yeah. it's a black man, we're taught not to cry, not to whine, not to say it was an athlete who kind of came out a few months ago and said he was battling with depression. We as black men can't complain about nothing. You can't say, I'm, I'm, you, and if you do apologize to your woman, look, baby, I'm sorry. Nigga, you weak. I, I was just trying to tell you why, I ain't, you know, I, I don't care about blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? So it's so many things tearing you down. Mm-hmm. And. It's just that support because I, me personally, if I see a flower, my intention is to water it, not piss on this shit on or tear it out its roots. Okay. And that's that we need to become more common minded from, from that. But I recommend anybody who goes through anything traumatic, whether it's rape, whether it's molestation, whether it's false imprisonment, get help. Mm-hmm. It's not about one particular thing to get help, it's about right. us closely understanding that we need to learn to move past things. So we can grow and evolve. You know, it's a bigger picture, man. And, you know, like I said, even piggyback, the part that hurt me about even with my situation is if something did happen, y'all didn't even try to help this girl. Right. That's frustrating to me because if it's my daughter, I'm going to make sure she gets help. If it's my son, I'm going to make sure he gets help. I'm not going to allow dysfunctional behavior. Especially when I know it didn't happen, but that tells you the intention behind it. It, it, it's not like it was more about convicting you than it was actually helping her. Oh, it was never about. Like I said, that's the case. How can you ignore statutory rape? I didn't want to throw old boy under the bus because I could have made a big deal. Like, how are you going to try to accuse me of rape when this girl is having sex with an overage steel miner? Right. And you ignore that crime for me to go to prison. Wow. What kind of, what kind of investigation ignore a crime for an uh, allegation? If she gets shot and this person stole your ice cream maker, you think I'm ignoring murder to go investigate an ice cream maker? No, no, no. You're talking about ice cream now. No, I'm, I'm just uh, kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wanted to make you smile. Um, you you talked about education and you talked about, you know, I know that you are doing a lot of um, activist work and just making sure people learn their their law, learn the laws, know their rights. How what would you suggest to the ICC friends who are watching um, as a way to start or go about starting to learn their rights and learn the laws? If we can repost all that other dumb stuff that has no benefit, like I can repost the basis of the laws you need to know. You know, you have your first amendment, your second amendment, your third, your fourth, which is the right against intrusion in your household, your fifth to remain silent, your sixth proper and, and legal fundamental judicial representation but then when you get all the way you know eighth is cruel and unusual punishment which we experience you get to the 13th and here comes that gray area 
under this amendment. So there's two things that need to happen. If we really want equality, you got to remove everything that prevents the equality. Right. You can't have something that allows something to continue that you want to stop. If I know sugar causes diabetes, I don't care what form it exists. It's not coming into my house if it's if I'm trying to prevent you and help you get better or move forward or have a healthy lifestyle. You see Absolutely. what I'm saying? So there's still things like the 13th Amendment, which allows slavery. There should be nothing in our U.S. Constitution that allows any form of slavery. None. Why do you think that they are so reluctant, hesitant, and numb going forward? With locking white men up because they understand the tag, the label, the psychological aspect. And my same judge had a guy, and it was on CNN, rape a girl, kidnap her, drug her, put her in a cage, plead guilty, and he was in the jail eight months while it happened. Look it up, it's on CNN. He gave him time served, eight months, 10 years probation. I get accused, a falsely accused, of touching a leg and adjusting a bra strap and go to prison. How does that make sense? Wow. Who even goes to jail because somebody said you tapped their leg? <laughs> right. Look why. And then I'm talking about I had a mandatory minimum of five years. Mandatory. And so even when my lawyer came, I'm like, man, I'm fighting for my case. And they trying to get me to take. I'm like, why y'all trying to get me to take pleas? And I'm innocent. And I'm already falsely convicted. So who tries to get you to take a plea after they convict you? That's like winning the game and asking you to. Go back and lower your score. Like you already won. Why would I have to lower my score again? Wow. Don't sound right. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they want you to take that plea so then they can say that at some point you actually confessed to the crime. Oh, mine is still 100% innocent and I'm still in prison. So they don't care if you admit it or not. So, you know, and it says Moore maintains his innocence. Harold House Moore maintains his, and even said in the Gwinnett, when he made, they said, this is the reason why I went to jail. He couldn't come up with a reason. I was giving you so many documents, so many text messages, email. You gonna say? So you just blatantly lied to the public. You just said I couldn't come up with a reason why she would lie, and I gave you three hundred thousand. Wow! And the police reports, video interrogation, which I've never seen. You know, what I mean, it's just it's just a dirty game. Well, you know. I appreciate you for coming and sharing your story because this is not an easy story and it's almost, it almost feels like a nightmare for you, especially just as someone who admires you, someone who is a fan of your work, someone who recognizes your talent. Carla and I both, you know, we love us some house, you know, we have fun with house, but just to know that you went through all this. No, I just appreciate you coming on and, and I thank Sherry for connecting us and I appreciate you coming on and sharing your story because there are a lot of people who are still walking in some type of fog or haze and a lot of people really don't open their eyes until they are standing in the midst of the BS until it happens to them and so for you to be as kind as you are to share your story, um, you know, the good, bad and ugly of your story. It we all learn from it. I learned so much just from this conversation yeah. that I need to make sure I know my rights. I need to make sure my son, my son, who is 28, I need to make sure he knows his rights. Know your rights. Yeah. That, just this is what I'm saying. Why do you think they have black laws? And gym, the whole, if, 
Man, education is so the key, man. Yeah. If the majority of men knew their rights, it would change the whole dynamic of the legal system. Yeah. Meaning there's a time statute in which things need to be processed. The course so backed up is impossible. Wow. So just that alone. You never read me my rights. You violated my constitution. See, they understand the the the, the nick and that the penmanship of the laws. We go in there off emotions like yeah, I'm, 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 I'm. no, no, that ain't how this works, bro. That ain't that ain't. This is this this is a whole other playing field. And I went in there off sheer emotion of innocence. Mm-hmm. And I was disappointed in myself because I didn't probably educate. I'm a smart person. I'm a smart. I consider myself an intelligent individual. I didn't probably educate myself because I was naive to the intention. Because I also like many. Somebody asked me a question, and they said, uh, "See my shirt, my mom." Shout out to Q and also Creative Designs. Me and my mom. That's when I was a little young buck. But wait, her. I am loving Mama's hair though. Mm, that's that throwback too. That's what So shout out to my mom. She's uh on her second, third leg of fighting pancreatic cancer. You know, in twenty fourteen, right about the same time I did an interview, they told her she had two years to live. In November of last year, they said she had two months. Wow. Look my mom don't give a fuck about cancer, God, right? God. My mom, if you ever want to know, I get my fight from it. You know, she don't give a damn. She still fight, kicking, cussing people out, <laughs> grandkids in the mouth. <laughs> um, yeah, but definitely know your rights, man. It, it yeah. changed the whole dynamic yeah. of how things are approached, mm-hmm. and what we have to do. This is your your viewers need to understand this. Okay, I want you to know this. They do not want you to know this. This is for every black person in America to know. But it won't get a billion views. It won't make it to TMZ because they go, oh, that's the actor. We don't want to give him. You ain't giving me a platform. I'm giving you knowledge. I don't care how the knowledge is. If you got something to change my life, that's what you ship. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So understanding your rights changes the dynamic of everything. Once you put in a position, see what the Jews did, and th- this is a black platform. You know what the Jews went and and, and and got involved in that changed the whole dynamic of the Jewish community. The most important law. Wow. Because mm-hmm. they like, you know, we ain't gonna sit here and beg and do this. Do- we gonna put ourselves in position of power, and that's the that's the strongest power in the United States, yeah. the legal and judicial system. And political system, so we still hey, hey, dude. If you ain't got no hand, if you ain't got no plate at the table, it's different. If I'm at, if I'm sitting at a table, right? I'm sitting at a table. I represent us. Mm-hmm. What I put on my plate, I'm bringing back for us to eat. But if we ain't got nothing on the table, we got to take that. Shut up. Take that. Shut Scraps. up. Scraps. Mm-hmm. You ain't even sitting at the table. This is why they say, even when Kanye go meet with what's not, you have to have somebody sitting at the table, man. Mm-hmm. You think Biden and all them gonna really care? They don't care about us. The dude was an adamant racist 30 years ago. Was all for crime bills. Yeah, but I ain't lying. I can't mess with Kanye. Though. We need to, I'll put you at the table before I put Kanye <laughs> at the table. 
<laughs> be like house for president, but I ain't putting Kanye. Yeah, but, but, no, but, but I, I, I mean, I get your point. I get your point. We, yeah, someone. You have to, you have to, it changes, it, because once you know the law, you can hold them accountable. It's but like you playing chess instead of checkers. Yeah. Now that you can, and you can decide when you're gonna play or not. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like the lady who. She, I guarantee she was Jewish. Who went to McDonald's years ago and the coffee was hot? She sued their ass because she knew her rights. We are so dismissive about all of the vibe. Like you have, in order to be American, like you can't do both. You can't say I'm an American citizen and then be dismissive to what American policies and cultures are. And that's where we fall short. Which I'm African. Africans came the same time as Europeans. Why is there asterisk by African Americans? Hmm. Can y'all be European Americans, Portuguese American, French Americans, and all that? But the, what the Caucasians say, we one unit. But if you African or any type of black, you Jamaican, you 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 some you Somali, you 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 uh you Haitian. So just imagine we did the same thing they did. We allow everybody to divide us every which way. Yeah. Yeah. I'm Haitian. Oh, I'm Haitian. Oh, I'm Somali. I'm Ethiopian. Yeah. But you white people, I'm just white. Yeah. Why do you think our yeah. numbers That's don't rise? True. If you was to put all of the black, why do you think black vote matters? Because they are intensely. The, man, no, you're going to get me killed. Man, I can't be honest. <laughs> you're going to get me There's so much real. I want to say, I know, I know we not ready. People ain't, man, y'all ain't ready for the truth, man. You got to hope people are Look, how you playing because we're going to have a truth serum session. Okay, that's what I'm going to say. This is a whole nother conversation. Yeah, we ain't ready for the truth. We want We can't start without unity. If there's no unity, is is no power. But you can't start without education. The education oh, yeah, absolutely. What supports the understanding of the house right. being united. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yep. this is between Kumbaya and Ayo. We bought. You see when they went to Stone Mine with all them straps? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Conversation changed real quick. Where are they at? Oh, oh, they at? <laughs> see what I'm saying? But you can hold you can hold the powers that be and 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 if anybody violates your right, even at a police stop. If something happened that violated your civil rights, so what we need to do is start to address these things in the right format, on the right platform. So now when you start to raise Oh, you violated my rights like every other race do. It when it ain't soft, mm-hmm. then you can make sense. Like we can't have this street law, these street codes that don't benefit the majority. Because I'm from the street, but the street codes don't they benefit the people in the street. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm saying if I ain't in the street, why I gotta buy buy a street code? Yeah. See what I'm saying? Yeah. No, y'all go do that. But then don't bring it over here. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. Great job with separate. Like when the Wealthy white people friends come from these <laughs> low economic environments. Yes, they put on their best overalls. He said the best. They best sandals and they act accordingly. Yeah, I bring my hood friends. These niggas leave cups in the yard. Y'all niggas up the chicken wings and y'all like what are y'all doing, man? Like we gotta do better, man. We do, we do. But House, I definitely appreciate you talking to us today. And I feel like you dropped so many gems Um, just in telling your personal story of, I'll call it tragedy to triumph. Um, Now you are still fighting to totally exonerate your name, correct? Yes. 
Okay. Then we're going to stay in this fight with you. We got your back. Um, If there's any way that Carla and I can help, if if there's anything that we can do on our end, you know, we are nothing but a phone call, email, bird signal. Right. They're coming for you. You messed up. (laughs) They're coming for me. Last day ice cream, though. Hopefully, but yeah, I didn't did the bird call. I didn't did the bird call. Man, you can't play with these folks. They'll find any reason, and it don't have to be. We just believe everything people say, and that's the crazy part. Because it's like we can find out the truth and just care enough. That's the only thing that hurt me because it's like it was so many platforms. Like you know, Tom Joyner, like dude, you never reached out to me. Ricky Smiley, I know you never reached out. Like. Ask me or ask my camp, you know what I mean? So right. at one point I was just like, because I don't have several interview offers, but I, I was familiar with y'all. So I was like, you know, I do know what I mean? You know, you know, like you said, people report and don't know the don't know the whole story. You know what I mean? So it was just hard. But at the same time, I was like, forget everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, I got way too many talents. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Like I said, shout out to House of Jennifer. The only smell good hand sanitizer in the market. I want some. Yeah. Out. Mossed up, sea moss, M O S D, mossed up. Y'all go get that, that sea moss. And uh, yeah, I send all, I'm gonna put all the information in my link and okay. also the uh, creative designs for you know making my shirt. Mm-hmm. I want one. I'm like the little kid, like, I want some. So we can, we can, we can, we can make that happen. Okay, that sounds good. That sounds good. But I definitely appreciate you giving us your time. Yeah. Thank and sharing your story and sharing your intellect and and just putting us on notice. You know, a lot of times, like you said, you know, we get so caught up in and shit that don't even matter. And, you know, until some real shit knock at our door. And so I just definitely appreciate you for just like focus, focus, you know, and bringing us back to being aware that there are some really serious effed up things going on out here. And that- makes sense when I'm dead. You know, everybody be like, damn, you know, they all y'all love idolizing somebody when they did and not appreciating not saying y'all in general but specifically yeah. and I'm mm-hmm. just saying this too the, the naivety is strong in the sense of my friend I, and I kind of got off it. She's, they asked me do you think you would have paid attention to this before your situation I said no I, I would have thought because I have so many family and friends and people from you know from Detroit that do stupid stuff all the time mm-hmm. that's either locked up or just getting out or putting in some crazy situation I would have honestly thought that when you end up in jail, you almost 75, 85% of the time did something. And that's not true. And I yeah. feel I feel I feel bad for even having that outlook. You know what I'm saying? Because I was like, damn, this shit is bigger than my mm-hmm. most like there's an intentional attack. Yeah. The very intentional attack against black lives. Period. I don't care how successful you get. Like they told LeBron, shut up and shoot the ball. Mm-hmm. They understand like you have no power. Without mm-hmm. power and leverage and influence, you, you irrelevant. But even with the, the voting, they understand how influential we are globally. And they understand how much we are derailed. Think about this. If the educated blacks, and if you want to stay here, you can stay. Mm-hmm. You put Barack in charge of political affairs. You put Oprah in charge of money. You put Farrakhan in charge of religion. You know, you put Colin and, you know, Brother Polite, a couple other people in charge of the military. Even Akon and domestic affairs and, you know, whoever else and LeBron James and all, you know, 
and we all went back to Africa. It changes everything. White America don't want you to go back to Africa. 60 to 70% of the world's monetary usage comes out of Africa. Hmm. We go to Smithsonian to see artifacts that's ours. This shit ain't lost. Y'all stole it. How you? Why? I gotta pay for it. Put it on display. How is this? I cannot come in your house right now, find mm-hmm. House of Jennifer's hand sanitation, and go. Wow! Look at this ancient artifact I found. And take it to my house. <laughs> put it on my wall. Look what I found. Oh my God. I, 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 I just stumbled upon it. No, nigga, it was not lost. Ain't an artifact in Africa was lost. Nigga, you because you're not from there. But that's what they tell us. And we go, oh, I went down to Nassim. Oh, they had pyramids. They had jewels. And the queen of each, uh, of, of Europe has the crown of the, the jewel of Sheba that's worth $20 billion. Mm-hmm. I know Sheba ain't gave you that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cell phones. The material come from Africa. Oil. Africa. All of the, the, the goods and minerals that come from Africa. Mm-hmm. And Africa paid billions and billions and trillions of dollars to support to these Invaders hmm. for protection. Google and see how much these countries pay France and Europe and all of them for military protection when they're the threat. Man, y'all, let me stop. Y'all, <laughs> look, he educating tonight. Like, yeah. well, yeah. We're gonna pass around the plate. How's <laughs> <laughs> them preach tonight? We're gonna pass around the collection. I genuinely care about us, and, yes. I'm and I appreciate you for that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Say what's the bigger picture, mm-hmm. you know. Each other, I can. I ask you, what's enough money for you to live on an island by yourself? Mm. By yourself, how much is enough? Oof, I don't even know. I, I, don't know. I, I, I got think about that. It's not enough. If I give you all the money in the world, you go to the island. You can't interact with nobody. I said by yourself. You ain't calling oh, Uber. Oh, by myself. Oh, I can't. <laughs> I can't pack up the crew. I gotta go. By no, myself. you know, ain't no more crew. You don't like you them all. We gone. No more crew. My bad. Can't have your cake. I'm sorry. No, I ain't no crew with you. It's just you. You and your money. Mm. Versus you and one person that you love. Right. Whether it's your mom, your kid. Then it's different on that island. So it just look at it from a you and me on the island perspective of everyday life. And if you can take that by every person you meet, just appreciate it. If me and you were the last two people on this island, we are a value to one another. Right. But we take granted because we're not the only two on the island when all honesty if some shit go down it might be the person next to you to save your life so that it might be just you and that person you in a car accident or some crazy atrocity happen right. so don't take on an airplane or in a boat or walking down the street you might pass out or you might get bumped from a car or anything yeah we gotta quit we have to have that me and you on the island mentality like it breaks my heart not going black people don't even speak to each other and not just Atlanta when they stop speaking they don't even speak no more that's you know, true. I, you, my mom, I'm in Detroit, and I'm gonna let y'all go. They having a Black Lives Matter march. Ninety five percent of the participants are white. Oh. It's to the point where the black people are blowing like, beep, beep, get out the street. <laughs> they marching for you. You ain't even like niggas like, move out the way. Got to go. Gotta go to Coney Island, Detroit. Wow. You know what I'm saying? Wow. But they know they better march because they. In our neighborhood, so now they got a march to say, "Hey guys, mm-hmm. here we don't want any smoke." You know what I mean? So, <laughs> wow, wow, that's real. It really is, but I do like the 
you and me on the island mentality. I'm going to do, I'm going to use that because I'm that person that if I make eye contact, I'm speaking. And I know it gets weird with, you know, with some other people depending on where they are mentally that day, but I am that person. So if I ever saw you, you wouldn't have to worry. I'd be like, how? I I speak. I'm I'm one of those black people that still speak. (laughs) Well, I'm going to have to be like my constituents and be Hollywood and be like, well, I know you're from. Oh, you better die. That's why I got mad at one time because I said that at an interview. He's like, man, what's the problem, dog? You know what I see? I was like, bro, when I see you, act fake. He was like, well, man, you could have said something. Like, you act fake. <laughs> Don't ask me. I'm, I'm from Detroit first. So you know, I'm real before I'm an actor. And I'm a man before I'm all of it. And a Christian before that. So, you know, or a devoted spiritual person. You know what I mean? Even though you know Christianity was stolen and deprived from Africans. Uh, don't even get so, me, don't get me started. <laughs> you know, I too many books, and I got too much in here. You know it's what I mean? Okay. So I'm gonna just be cute and you know bite my lip or something for the fans. It's just <laughs> I'm gonna hurt him. So yeah. bite my lip. Yeah, I'm sure they won't mind that either. How? <laughs> That's but, all they want me to do. Yeah, they was like, we've been waiting. They, look, there you go. Look, <laughs> get on my nerves. <laughs> okay. oh, let me. I can't see. Hold on. <laughs> Oh my God, so bad. <laughs> uh-huh. What you say about my beard? I'm just letting it grow. Hold on, my, I'm just letting it grow. Letting it grow. Now you got to do the um, twist in the front. Remember, you got to twist it a little bit, like while you think it. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to do my eyes. Hold on. There you go. Look. <laughs> hey, my kids are pathetic. They mind my son, mom be like, "What's your daddy do?" He talking about something. Oh, so I don't do that. <laughs> you under the bus. Yeah, my, my son, my son, how your daddy take a picture? He talking about something. <laughs> <laughs> so I had an abortion. Y'all some haters. <laughs> okay, look, so now we got a rap house. <laughs> yeah, we got to go. Thank you so much. House, as yes. And you are always um, willing to come back. You don't need an invitation. Yeah. All you have to do is just let us know when you want to come through, and we will always. Oh, have somebody said, lick my lips again. Uh-oh. Look at you looking at the comments. <laughs> you know what? Y'all can turn the comments off because y'all listen. We are acting. Already. Oh, crazy. And look, I'm going to take this little clip of you cutting up, and this was going on Instagram. Yes. You got to get that one right there. That one right there. Right there. I was going to watch our interview. And then when they come in, blood, I got to bite it to make it real red. <laughs> and then when they come in thinking all he gonna be doing is acting cute, he gonna drop that knowledge on them. That's right. Yeah, it's a I hate I'm cute. People think all I gotta do is be dumb or something. Like you know, I got I got real ugly dude mindset. Like I'm very smart. Like I don't, you know, it's just hard. You know, what I mean, being cute. Said, and I'm I'm bringing this to your attention real quick. You said I got a real ugly dude mindset. I'm smart. Real cute work hard. Let slide out. Girls who ain't cute work hard as hell. <laughs> okay. They got ethnic. Carla, Carla, you all beautiful to me. You are. Hold on. You all beautiful to me. But uh, <laughs> you have us being titled. My son handsome. That he getting laid. I'm like, boy, I I I mess your face up. Oh my god. This is because I I work. You know, and my I, mean, I was just talking, and my friends like, "Yo," because I was I be doing so much stuff, and they was like, "How do you realize that people look at you you crazy?" I'm like, "What you mean?" It's like, "What do you be doing all that for?" You know what I'm saying? Whether you cutting grass or changing car, I do so much stuff, help people, and they be like, 
even I was at the mechanic because something happened to my car because you know they sensitive with this gas and I had got some water right. down gas and my friend was like I was talking to it and she was like the mechanic looking at me crazy because I was talking about fixing it and I was like what's up he looking at me like you ain't got to fix no car you ain't got to you can probably call some little girl some little chick tell her and it's going to get fixed today I was like but I ain't cut like that Oh, and I like I like hard work. That's just who I am. But it's funny because people think automatically that you know I'm out here and I'm really you know just laid back. I like long walks in the park. Um, <laughs> I like I like green tea on taco. I knew it was coming. I knew it was coming. <laughs> on Taco Tuesday. I need a green oh, tea sponsor. Y'all sponsor. Y'all need to get a sponsor by green tea. Hey, up until the beginning though, let me just say this. I think from now on, I'm doing all my uh, interview Zoom. I just came from downstairs. Just came downstairs and got on. It was so easy. Isn't this you dress. I ain't got no. Yeah, I ain't got nothing on. Just this shirt. I ain't got no socks. <laughs> no, I'm just. Our ICC yeah. friend said, "Get up like up one of <laughs> No, I'm kidding. Hey, get up like one of them old movies when them old mans get up and just like old yeah. but just everywhere. Yes. I don't know if you saw it, but Keenan Ivy Wayans had did that exactly. one. Exactly. That's what I'm gonna do with Keenan. Yeah. 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 Right. Don't, don't do it. Don't My do mama it. watching. I don't, don't do it. We gotta show mama how some love. All right, house. Thank you so much for coming through. And as always, you are always welcome to come back to the show. And I knew sooner or later you was gonna cut up because that's what we enjoy most about yeah, you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'm trying to chill, so yeah, if you're in Atlanta though, you professional. And you need headshots uh, or any type of photography, y'all. y'all when y'all want to shoot, I give y'all the family discount. So hey, I just got like a couple right. photo shoots. Yeah, I do. I do family, but you know, mm-hmm. I do some very. I do tons. Of, I'm the best headshot photographer in the land. Period. Okay, I might grab my little funky bunch and come do a family portrait. We are overdue oh, for a family grab portrait. Funky bunch. Grab, yeah, just clean them before they come. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, thank you so much, House. And as always, you know, we are always here. Our door is always open to you and always let us know how we can support you. I am looking forward to seeing you back on the big screen. Yes. Very soon. Com- I'm coming I- back. I-, I was trying to avoid it, but. No, don't be hard head. Go do ahead. <laughs> don't be hard head. I'm just saying, man, I'm like Tupac, though, man. Y'all got to ride when, when it's time to ride. Oh, like Tupac, right. like Tupac. If I go to jail, I ain't doing another Brendan's got a baby. I ain't doing another keep your head up. Y'all piss Tupac off, man. Like, y'all think you're going to let me go to jail? I'm going to let me go to jail? We got you. We got you. I swear to God, I was like, oh, shit, it's going to be a lean on me up in here. They didn't lock me up. I'm looking, ain't no, I don't see no torches, no flashlights, or nothing. I'm like, these niggas are left me. Listen, yeah. next, next time we talk, House, I got to tell you about the time I did my eight-hour bid. You know, oh, I ain't gonna bring it up because you know it it pales in comparison to what you went through. But look at Carla; she she be so sick of me. Yeah, I went through an eight hour bid. I would have been locked up before. But see, I was guilty. The difference between us is I was for guilty second, for a second, just for a second. I was guilty. I was guilty. We're gonna get law one way or another. The way we going because we keep turning our back on the fact that it could be you. And yeah. That, yeah. You. Keep thinking it can't be you until it's you. Until yeah. it's you. So right. next time we talk, I'm gonna tell you about my eight hour bid in the cab count. All right. I'll come out and drop it on y'all and let y'all know what, what I'm gonna do. Okay. All right. Sounds good. Thank you all so right. much for joining us today. We love you with all of our hearts and we will support you forever, okay? 
right, always. Appreciate All right. it. Bye-bye. All right. See you. Oh my gosh, he is hilarious. He is too much. Comedy. He is too much. And you know what? We had a little bit of trouble getting him on initially, but he was well worth the wait. Yes, yeah. He was well worth the wait. I finally found someone who can talk as much as I do. I love it. (laughs) (laughs) And you know, when we do interviews, I get so excited when we have guests who actually talk. Right. Because we have been in some situations. Real awkward. Real awkward. You had spin it. I'm telling you, a beast. I watched you spin some some interviews. We've had some very dry personalities come. Donnell Jones. Sorry. Right. <laughs> oh. Yo. Hey, it is what it is, right? Yeah, that thing was that thing was rough. But yeah. So thank you guys so 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 much for tuning in to yeah. the ICC podcast tonight. And just um, I feel like. I don't know. It's hard to explain. I have like the warm, fuzzy feeling um, because we have a history with House and because I know for a fact he has been very selective with who he talked to about his case and what he's went through, you know, what he's gone through. And I thank Jerry for feeling like we were also worthy of him coming here to share his story, because when you go through things like that, where it's a place, you know, and you're in a kind of environment where people can judge without having all the full details Mm -hmm. and then sometimes when you come out and try to tell the truth people turn a deaf ear blind eye they they ain't trying to hear it yeah so for us to have a safe space for him to come share his story um you know for him to have a safe space to tell it like exactly how it went down you know not to have to censor himself or be careful not to say this or be careful not to say that i love when people get comfortable and be like all right so and then let me tell you this i just love yeah. that because yeah. i feel like that speaks to the environment that we create for um others who tune in to the show so we love house and i'm just so happy that he had the opportunity to tell his story in his own words for people to really understand what happened to him because he is not the first he and sadly he will not be the last black king to get railroaded by this jib jab ass judicial system yeah Yeah. And so, um, you know, we just appreciate him so much and just make sure that you support him in any way. If you see he has a film, just go support it. If you see one of his movies is streaming on TV or it's on TV, just leave it on the channel, even if you don't have time to watch. You know, just we have to start supporting each other as much as we can. Yeah. And and because a lot of times it doesn't even take a lot of effort to support that person. Not at all. You know, so we just don't think about it or don't realize it you know, for lack of a better term, but two things. I put one finger up and I said two things. At least I didn't say four, because you know, I usually do this. Four, right? Right. Um, but I am educated. I do have ugly girl mindset. <laughs> I got an ugly girl mindset. Oh, and Shantae said our phrase of the day is know your rights. Now I ain't going to put you through writing it on our blackboard right oh, now. Yeah. <laughs> but when we come back on Friday, I want know your rights on our blackboard. Yeah, absolutely. That is very good. Shout out to Shantae. Yeah, yeah. That, and, that's great. And in the meantime, um, if you are on social media, follow um, Know Your Rights. It is Colin Kaepernick's um, organization where he really is pushing for people to learn their rights and know their rights, especially yeah. in this world. That we you know in. what I want to say real quick? I didn't get a chance when House was talking. When 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 they mean know your rights, I don't want us to just think Constitution. Um, 
My suggestion is knowing your rights is find out when your local council meetings are. Um, if you live in a township, find out when you're start really small and you wouldn't believe how much knowledge you would gain. Um, because even though your rights, they're, they're, you know, constitutional, each state and each city still has their own um, law that goes mm-hmm. along with it. It may not be exactly how it's written in the constitution. Y'all know how that goes, but start locally, find out when um, your next committee meeting or council meeting or, um, you know, any, any type of committee or local meetings, anything in your community, start there. And I think if you start there, you start meeting people and you start, you know, networking and you, and you will know your rights. You'll learn your rights. Believe me. See, this is why I call her Alderman Carla. <laughs> oh no, Alder, Alder woman, Stop. Carla. No, Stop. because this is, this is why she will forever be my co-host. Um, simple fact that she is, she she is everything where I fall short. Um, because I could be like, no, you're right. And they'd be like, what's your fourth amendment? And I'll be like, stop, we balance each um, other out. Dancing, uh, no hateration in this dancery. <laughs> but let me say, be like, stop. <laughs> not the dancery. You no are so silly. But you know what? It it goes back to we talked about motive and motivation with house. I think you have to have, it has to affect you for you to, to really, really, you have to be motivated to know something a lot of times or want to know more. Mm-hmm. You know, I advocate for special needs and I, I, I ask myself all the time, if I didn't have a son with autism, if I didn't have CJ, how much would I do? Would I advocate as hard? I mean, before I had CJ, I was always kind of an advocate for kids, but right. you know, that personal attachment yes. to it. Um, I think it kind of motivates you a little more. So even with house, I'm really excited about him and his advocacy because I I want us to support him a hundred percent, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just love Carla. Isn't she just awesome? Oh, I love you back, boo. Okay. (laughs) So, um, two things. House Mm -hmm. got me wanting green tea and some tacos in a Mexican restaurant around the corner from my house and literally uno hora. That's one hour. So we're going to go ahead and close out tonight's podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Uno hora. Um, (laughs) And you look, it's so funny because, you know, I took a lot of years of Spanish when I was in school. So I only remember enough to get out of, you know, Mexico or whatever, if I get jammed up. <laughs> every time we go to a Mexican restaurant, I'll be flexing. I'll be like, ¿Cómo estás, amigo? and they'll be like, oh, um, ¿cómo estás, amigo? I'll be like, mm, you know, yo soy cansada, pero bien. And my family be looking at me hey, like, excuse me. That's me be like, hola, hola. <laughs> Not hola, though. Hola. Baby, hold, hold the H. Hold the H. But um, yes, with that being said, thank you so, so much to everyone who tuned in to the podcast. Whether you are listening to the replay on Spotify, and we are on iHeartRadio, and, and so we are Spotify, iTunes, um, iHeartRadio, YouTube, anywhere that you listen to your podcast, we are there. And if we are not there, then you need to holler at me so we can take care of that business. Um, thank you to everyone who tuned in today to today's podcast live. You got to see the real, we'll go down behind the scenes, but we don't edit all that out. Yeah. But um, with that being said, I appreciate you guys so much and thank you for tuning in thank you for supporting ice cream combos i pray that all of you have a blessed and beautiful evening because it is taco tuesday (laughs) and we'll be back here friday night um with some more scoop and shenanigans for your listening pleasure so carla you got any parting words girl let them know russ yes (laughs) mask up up. up. sanitize good night (laughs) make sure you have on your cotton draws ladies 
It's, it, I don't care if it was Labor Day. It's still hot outside. Keep on your cotton drawers. Keep your Nisi Nash fresh. <laughs> All right. Love y'all. ICC. We all we got. Ice cream conversation. Ice cream conversation.